So I wanted to talk about something I've been noticing lately in the good fight for equity and inclusion for all. People are giving up, they're bailing. So I was having a conversation with a friend who's a teacher and she shared that she was having a conversation with a colleague who was thinking about changing careers because it was becoming too difficult or risky to teach certain exercises or navigate the treacherous grounds of inclusivity. And so instead of digging in and self-reflecting or doing homework about it or starting important conversations, they've decided to just bail their life's work, their profession, and go like work on a farm because it's easier. Which, by the way, is not easier. Okay, I'd rather deal with issues around equity and diversity and inclusion than smell manure or wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Okay, I can't think of any more farm cliches. No offense to farmers. We love you. We need you. We thank you. So another instance where uh, I have witnessed people bailing is in this Facebook group I'm a part of. I'm in a mom group which hearing myself say that makes me woozy because it sounds so suburban or whatever, but, you know, it's this massive mom group for the area I live in where you can ask for plumber recommendations or dentists or, hey, what's going on with such and such? And then there's the occasional completely offensive microaggressive transgressions that happen whenever a large collective of strangers essentially try to share a space, even if it's virtual. So the other day, someone asked for recommendations on what part of uh, our neighborhood would be best to purchase a house, to look for a house. And people start recommending places and not recommending places based on what's considered safe or not safe. And an actual real estate agent posts that you know she can't officially recommend one area or another, but tells the original poster to look at the crime blotter for such and such areas. And this microaggression, or it, it's not even a, a, it's a macroaggression, let's face it. You know, this macroaggression opened the floodgates. And these warrior mamas who are part of this other group I'm a part of, which is entirely focused on anti-racism in my community, they swoop in like superheroes and start challenging the status quo and make it clear how loaded a casual mention of a crime blotter for certain areas is and they start challenging the idea of what is safe and unsafe in terms of an area and then you know people started to get defensive and feel attacked and there were virtual white tears and now this group is disrupted right in the best way and and what i mean by that is you know when you have a collective of strangers like this that isn't necessarily focused on anti-racism, those are some of the best opportunities to disrupt, to interrupt whiteness in action because they're just going about their lives not realizing how they're committing these microaggressions and how their thinking is based in bias and supremacy. So anyways, disruption happens. Guess what happens next? The administrator of this group, this mom group, shuts off comments, and goes on hiatus to supposedly regroup and, and reassess and start working with a person of color who would be added as an administrator when the group is reopened. 
Now, whether that happens or not, who knows, right? But important conversations about equity and inclusion were virtually shut down. Because when the going gets rough, too often, white folks get going. It's a different kind of white flight. It's kind of like labor in that sense. It's often said that the absolute worst part of labor, the part where you feel like you can't push anymore, you want to give up, you're begging for the C-section or another epidural or whatever, that that's the moment when you are about to make the turn towards delivering your bundle of joy, right? So that if you can just ride that moment out, as horrible as it is, the miracle's going to happen soon. Very similar to that point of allyship and activism where you feel like you can't take it anymore and you just want to bounce, you want to get out. But if you stick with it and you move through the pain of it, the miracle is more likely to happen. There's space and opportunity then for the miracle to happen. And finally, that leads me into some good news, which also is combined with my own weariness that I want to share with you. So the last we left off with Blue Harbor was the second round of emails I asked folks to send because they suddenly said that they were going to be implementing these new policies on hate speech and training, but I was suspicious because it was too quick a turnaround and it seemed more like they were placating us. And I talk about that in other episodes. Uh, In the titles, it says water park, so you can find uh, the episodes where I continually update with what's happening. So I said, be weary, be skeptical. Supposedly, they're implementing this stuff. And at that point, I was feeling pretty worn down by the whole fight, quite honestly. Uh, I was still very discouraged by the fact that the general manager still had never called me personally, even though uh, others had encouraged her to do so. And by others, I mean the other people that she decided it was all right to call to talk about the incident, when in fact they weren't even there, but that she had yet to actually speak with me. And so that was hitting me in a certain way that was really taking the wind out of my sails. And it it has to do with that sense of the pain of being overlooked, not taken seriously, her reasons for not wanting to speak with me as she shared with my friend Heather, were that she was afraid of me as if I was some sort of phantom when I was just a person lodging a complaint. But that's how black women are stigmatized. A black woman with an issue is scary and angry and something to avoid. And so I have to be honest, as much as I was encouraging folks to keep fighting, there was a part of me that was slowing down. And my husband, Bill, was trying to continue to encourage me to to go to the next level, as I said I was going to. Um, And when he was checking in with me and asking what my plan was, 
I was I was responding sort of defensively. Uh, it felt like criticism, even though that wasn't the intention. And you know, I was offering things up like, "Well, yeah, I need to do the next thing, but meanwhile, two or three things, other things have happened." Uh, that I need to address. And that's why I turned to social media and asked other people to help me in this fight so that it isn't all on me. And that's all well and good and true. But the fact is, it started with me. And in asking people to support me, it didn't mean that I could just jump off and still not be a part of the solution. Because that's how supremacy thrives, is that distraction element, that if something's very important at one point, eventually that importance will die down because life happens, because something else happens. But then that's how nothing changes. So with my husband's encouragement, I went ahead and I actually wrote uh, the Anti-Defamation League and let them know what happened. I didn't hear a response from them. I was starting to get weary again, just wondering what now, what next. And uh, then I decided I was going to contact the NAACP in Milwaukee. And as I was composing that note and saying they have yet to implement anything in terms of um, a policy on hate speech, I was like, you know what? Let me double check. I'm just going to double check that there's still nothing on the website, despite the fact that this general manager said that they would be putting new language on. So I went on site, on the website, and lo and behold, they have added language about hate speech, specifically including tattoos, offensive language. And what I realized is, They did what we asked. All of you who emailed and wrote and called and followed up, we accomplished the initial goal, which was this resort, including language and policies around hate speech. So I'm going to read to you what is now on their website. Uh, Under dress code, there is a section now that includes tattoos or clothing with offensive language, depictions of sexual acts or nudity, or graphics depicting messages of violence are not permitted at any time. Water park or resort admission may be denied if clothing or tattoos are deemed to be inappropriate by management and the guest refuses all reasonable options. Shirts cannot be turned inside out as a solution. So how about that? How about that? I mean, that's exactly what we asked for. So I read this and I read it again. I was like, holy cow, it worked. And you would think that that would have been a grand moment of celebration for me, but it wasn't entirely, I have to admit. I I knew it was a step in the right direction, but I actually texted Heather, my friend, who was the first person who received a call from this general manager before me, (laughs) Um, and who's been integral, actually, uh, in supporting me. Uh, Partly because when Heather wrote her email, she actually said in the email, you know, other um, 
family entertainment venues have this language. And all you have to do is look on their websites and see how they have um, composed it if you need some help, right? And so to some degree, I actually think that's exactly what they did because some of the language here is very similar to the um, policies for other family entertainment venues. Uh, I have to admit, it feels a little selective still because, in fact, one of the websites that this seems to have been borrowed from is a little more explicit. It lists what offensive language uh, is and is a little bit more conclusive as far as what will happen to a guest who... uh, is doing this as opposed to it sort of being um, at the discretion of the management. Um, But still, uh, when I texted Heather about it, she texted me back and she's like, I consider this, do you consider this a win um, or a minor win? And I so appreciated the question. And, And I had to admit that I somewhat consider it a minor win only because on a personal level, I still have never heard from this general manager, right? She has never directly called me. It's also strange in the sense that now that they have added this language, like, don't you think they would do a victory lap or, you know, make sure that any of the people who did call or email, in particular my husband and I, uh, that they would want to say, look, we did it. Spread the word. None of that. So, that's where it feels a little bit empty. Uh, but my dear, dear husband tr- has been trying to really get me to see the victory that's there because uh, there was nothing before and there is something now. Uh, does that mean I'm in a rush to this resort with my family again? No, it does not. Um, partly because of how things were handled and none of that has been acknowledged. Honestly, partly because the language is still a little bit vague. And I don't feel positive that while they added this language, whether or not their staff even knows about it, you know, like I hope that this has been communicated to their staff, uh, but I can't be sure because, again, there's been no follow-up, no uh, communication. All of this is... is uh, to emphasize the sort of arc of this type of activism, right? And the ebbs and flows, because I certainly ebbed and flowed with this. I came out guns blazing. I, I felt sort of dejected and run down. I re-upped, felt dejected again, re-upped again. And that is uh, the, the process of this type of work. And honestly, there was a point where I was thinking it was just going to be same old, same old, and nothing was going to happen. And I do recognize that, in a sense, the adding of this language is that miracle that I was talking about before. So uh, again, relaying it to labor, all this discomfort I was feeling really just at the beginning of this, these, this week was that moment of, do I 
beg for the, you know, uh, C-section, which really isn't a thing. I actually tried to get a, I, I didn't want a C-section with my second daughter. She was 10 pounds, 12 ounces. And they were telling me it might be an option. And I was like, no, 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 I want to, I want to deliver um, vaginally. Sorry to be graphic. And, uh, you know, they were really trying to support that. And uh, then at one point, it was just becoming so difficult. I was like, give me the freaking C-section. And the doctor was basically like, yeah, that's going to be up to me. My point being that I reached some of those points with this battle. But I plugged away. And the miracle happened. So let that be, uh, you know, an encouraging tale for this work that we're doing. And then also, again, if you are one of the people who emailed, called, uh, please, please, please know that I am so grateful because it would not have happened had I not gone on social media and asked you guys to act. Because if it had just been a complaint from me, uh, I still wouldn't have talked to the woman, right? She had to address it because so many of you participated and shared your feelings and thoughts. And uh, because of that, they knew they had to act. And they did. So yay us. Yeah? Give yourselves a round of applause. So all of this is to say how hard this is. It's hard for people on the outside of it because they feel criticized and villainized and attacked and scared of offending. Or, for instance, in the case of the teacher who wants to change careers, um, there's fear, I'm sure, that you know if they say or do something wrong, they could lose their job anyway. So they may as well get out first, or perhaps they could get sued. And you know, granted, the criticism is necessary always, and sometimes so is the villainizing, right? Uh, it depends on the situation, but it's hard for people on the outside. It's hard for people on the inside. I posted an article on uh, the Facebook page about what's called racial battle fatigue and how people who experience these daily microaggressions and injustices and inequalities are stressed like soldiers in war. And I've got that, right? But while it's hard for me, you know, it's easy for me to say, I got that, I recognize that. It's also hard for me to believe my stress could be equaled with soldiers in war. And I guess that's because, number one, I have great respect for soldiers in war and the sacrifices they make. But at the same time, number two, it does diminish my pain and the pain of other people of color, which in turn holds up supremacy. It's like this labyrinth. So I want to acknowledge the fatigue on everyone's part and the option to get out when it gets hard or scary, especially when it may not affect certain people every day. And I just, I simply have to ask that you not give up. You know, the crime isn't acknowledging or admitting that you are weary, but the crime is letting that shut you down and letting that cause you to change careers or bail from the mom group uh, or whatever it might be, or stop the, uh, the advocacy and the fight uh, to ensure what an organization says they are going to do happens. For example, Blue Harbor. 
And believe me, you know, obviously this message is for me as much as it is for you. And, and I'm just trying to encourage and inspire and acknowledge. I think that creating accountability is also important. So I think that seeking people who are like-minded, who will do that for you in your life, is also important. It's really, it's crucial, essential. It's kind of like a workout buddy, but for allyship and advocacy, right? So if you tell, if you say you're going to do something or you decide you're going to do something, say it out loud. Tell it to someone and ask them to kindly follow up and see if you did it. I hope I do that for you. Uh, but I think that reaching out to someone in your everyday world, I think that would be good too. So those are my thoughts about all of that. Uh, I can't say this gets any easier the longer I do it. But I got to keep doing it. And I hope you keep doing it with me. Maybe it'll be all right. Maybe you're all wrong. Amazing Grace. Thank you, Lord. Bobblehead. Shuffle pop. Work a lot. It's never sweet. Yes, it is. No, it's not. This whole flock is not ready.